Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Friday, May 22nd. S&P futures are trading off about 15 points. That's about 50 basis points. They are at 1922. The overnight low is about 1900. So they bounced off the overnight low. The major European indices are off about 60 to 80 basis points. And they are also off the overnight low. They were down over 1% at one point. Um, Asia finishing the red across the board, especially Hong Kong was a big underperformer. The Hang Seng fell over 5%. And mainland Chinese stocks also were weak. The Shanghai comp ended off about 1.9%. Um, so the big news today is definitely the China MPC. The Premier Lee speech that kind of kicks it off occurred overnight, and there were a couple of takeaways from it. Um, you know, I think the economics portion of it was really kind of relatively uneventful. So they scrapped the GDP target for this year. Um, many thought that they would do that. I know some of the wires said that this was a surprising move and signals, quote unquote, a weaker growth outlook. But um, I, for the most part, most people assume that they would be scrapping it. Um, you know, before the coronavirus, they had been targeting something around 6% for 2020 GDP growth. Obviously, that's out the window given what's occurred. The street consensus estimate right now is 1.8%. Um, you know, most people thought if they were to come out with a target to be around 3%. So cutting it in half. So I think scrapping it, um, you know, again, relatively uneventful for the most part. I think most people thought it would be in line. Um, the stimulus measures that they announced, you know, again, there wasn't a, a clear, explicit Big Bang announcement on stimulus. Um, they did target a higher fiscal deficit for this year, although not as high as maybe some people want to see, um, you know, to really signal aggressive stimulus. They talked about, you know, uh, being flexible on monetary policy, guiding rates lower, et cetera. Um, you know, I think depending on how you want to do the math, some people claim that all the various different levers that they're pulling amount to a relatively substantial fiscal stimulus. Um, but again, they didn't really come formally out and say that. A Reuters article um, talks about how if you add everything up, it amounts to about 4.1% of GDP on the fiscal front. Um, you know, but again, I think I think for the most part, the economics portion was mostly in line with anticipated anti- uh, expectations. The big issue, I think, is just more on the geopolitical front. So obviously, yesterday, in the, yet Thursday morning, we learned that China was going to announce its national security law. There really wasn't a lot incremental out on that overnight. Um, but in the least speech, there were portions, um, you know, I think words that were omitted rather. So in, previously, they kind of had, had referenced Hong Kong's local constitution, and that was omitted from the speech. And there was also an omission re- regarding Taiwan that was a little troubling too. So in the past, they've talked about having um, about pursuing a peaceful reunification with Taiwan. That word peaceful was omitted from the speech this time around. So I think geopolitics is really the big focus this morning, not so much economics. Um, you know, so obviously you have, you know, the, the Hong Kong tensions are set to increase going forward. Um, Taiwan tensions have been rising. You have obviously tensions with the U.S. over the, the coronavirus and then implementing the phase one trade agreement. So I think it's geopolitics that is, is again, the real big issue. And arguably, that was all out Thursday morning. So, you know, I think other than maybe the Hong Kong price action, which was uh, pretty dramatic as that market reacted for the first time, you know, because again, Hong Kong was closed when we first learned about the, um, you know, the new security law that they would be putting into place. So Hong Kong was reacting, um, you know, U.S. stocks really already knew about this yesterday. So, you know, the S&P is very resilient this morning, down only about 50 basis points, like I said. Um, but I do, you know, I do think U.S. markets increasingly have blinders on to a lot of various risks that are kind of unfolding. I've talked a lot about them. I have it again in the piece today. Um, you know, I'm not going to run through everything, but, you know, you have rising risks at very elevated valuations. So, again, everyone talks about vaccine hopes and reopening hopes, et cetera. 
we're already assuming, again, the market is pricing in fully recovered earnings and we're trading at a very rich multiple on those numbers. So the market already assumes a, a complete reopening and normalization. The market already assumes some type of a medical breakthrough. Um, so it's not like, you know, we should be increasingly surprised when you see reopening and, and all the vaccine hopes. We're already assuming some type of a vaccine in all that. And there are all these, you know, unfolding risks elsewhere. Um, you know, so I think for this morning specifically, markets, the assumption seems to be it's very much a Hong Kong problem. So obviously, Hang Seng came for sale. If you look at Europe, a lot of the stocks that are levered to Hong Kong, including a lot of the financials like HSBC and Standard Chartered, and then some of the luxury firms like Caring and LVMH, um, those names are lagging, although the luxury stocks have bounced uh, pretty appreciably off their lows. Um, so again, the market seems to be this is very much a localized Hong Kong problem, not a huge macro shock. Um, but you know, I, I feel like that that's too sanguine a view other than China. There wasn't a ton else to talk about. Um, India had a surprise rate cut, not really impacting global markets all that much. Um, the BOJ unveiled this bank lending program that was widely expected. Um, you had a bunch of earnings out of the U S overnight, nothing terribly controversial. Nvidia was the big highlight. Um, a very strong quarter. The guidance was, um, you know, in line to better than expected. That stocks had an enormous rally into uh, the print, so it's unclear if those numbers are really going to spur more meaningful upside. But you know, again, these super cap tech stocks have been bulletproof, and I suspect they will stay bulletproof for the time being. Um, you know, you've seen them. Even this, the Google lawsuit news that was out um, a week ago, really barely dented the entire group. So that space, um, you know, remains incredibly strong. You had a couple of other smaller reports out. Um, again, nothing very controversial. Palo Alto Networks was pretty strong. The Splunk income statement numbers were on the soft side, but this company is undergoing a transition to the cloud, which skews some of the reported income statement numbers. If you look at in aggregate the balance sheet and bookings and billings, and however they are trying to, you know, they they report sales these days. Um, it was in in general in aggregate, it was a pretty solid print, and that stock traded higher. Uh, bank U.S. bank capital return. I think this is a definitely a big issue to watch. The stress tests are supposed to be out by the end of June, although Fed officials have signaled that that timeline could be accelerated. So we could see these stress test results um, within the next couple of weeks. And you're you continue to hear hints from Fed officials that you know they would like to see banks aggressively build preserve capital rather than returning it. So right now, all the banks have their buyback shut off till June. Um, unclear if they're all going to turn them back on in July. And then dividends obviously are a big question mark as well. You definitely have some bank stocks that are trading at dividend yield suggesting that the market expects a cut. Um, Boss, Fed Bostic, the head of the Atlanta Fed, was on CNBC right around the close yesterday. Um, and he was talking about how he would like to see banks preserve capital. There was a mention in the minutes on Wednesday, again, kind of um, calling on the industry to preserve capital rather than returning it. So it will be very interesting to see how all that unfolds. Definitely a risk factor on banks. If you were to see some banks come out and cut the dividends or, or dramatically scale back the buyback, obviously, um, that would just fit into a theme that we've seen now unfold where you've seen dramatic reduction in capital return across the board. Um, for the session today, there is not much on the calendar explicitly other than a couple of earnings. So Alibaba and Deer will be the big ones out this morning. Um, you know, again, we this is a three-day weekend coming up in the US. So Monday is off. Next week on the calendar, there is not a ton other than just a bunch of earnings reports. Um, and that is essentially it. And so I published the most recent the bull versus bear debate, like I said before. So I have that linked into the piece today. 
Um, and that is essentially it for this morning. Thank you everyone for listening.